Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt and I thank you for tuning in this morning. As I'm sure you've all noticed, it's fire season again here in Southern California and the fires we've been seeing this uh, these past couple of weeks should be a wake-up call to all pet owners to be prepared for everything, especially with regards to pets. So we'll be speaking with pet expert Jeff Isbell a little later about how to prepare for emergencies. Then, after our halftime break, David Mayer from AdoptAPet.com will be joining us to talk a bit about the largest nonprofit adoption program in North America. They've got some pretty impressive statistics, but first we need to take a very fast break. We'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome back a special friend of the Pet Place, our resident pet expert, Jeff Isbell. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks hey, for joining us. Hey, Marie. Let me say, first of all, I really am so excited. I, I really appreciate the chance to be on the show. Uh, what a great show it is, a, a program that just brings you this information you can't get anywhere else. So well, thank, that's true. Thank you. There's not a whole lot of people who uh, really take the time to talk about pets, I think, or sort of second... Uh, Everybody loves pets. Second fiddle. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well. And, and I think that's apropos uh, to bring up with regards to the subject that we're going to be talking about, which is emergency preparedness for pets, because I think people forget about animals when they think about preparing for an, an emergency. Well, that's right, Marie. I mean, we don't really even take care of ourselves. I mean, how many of us prepare the way we ought to? That's true. I think if you surveyed the average person on the street and asked them if they had a, an earthquake kit ready to go or any kind of evacuation kit ready to go for themselves, they probably don't have that. No, I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> In fact, I was just thinking, I don't, I don't know when the last time was I really went through mine. <laughs> well, I'm sure your wife probably has everything ready to go, and you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Anyway, let's talk about pets. If you have a dog or a cat and you suddenly get a knock on the door from the police or the sheriff saying, you need to get out now, there's a fire that's quickly mm -hmm. approaching your home, what do you need to do? What should you have ready to go? Well, you know... Step number one, I think, is to ask yourself that question. You know, it's it's one thing to listen to a show and go, hmm, yeah, that that's all sounds good. But no, you who are listening, ask yourself that. What are you going to do? What do you have now? What are you willing to do? Well, it's really pretty simple. Let's go through uh, a simple list. That's Let's great. talk about dogs and cats first. Okay. Probably the most common pets, I guess. Mm -hmm. We okay. should give a checklist on what people should have, and if they don't have it, they should get it. Exactly. One of the very first item is some kind of a kennel. Okay. It's your pet's home away from home, but more importantly, it's safe transportation. Okay. When you say kennel, we're talking about some kind of container, not the uh, the business kennel where you don't go and drop your dog off. 
Oh, exactly. Yes, okay. thanks for making that uh, that distinction. I'm talking about a, a small cage. You know, people shy away from the word cage, but it's mm-hmm. a little wire box, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, people use the uh, airport type uh, hard plastic the crates. Yeah. crates. Uh, they obviously take up more space. The point is that you want to have something that you can keep around the house and have it not be a big inconvenience, but that you can get to it quickly and that you can set it up quickly in an emergency. So you don't want to stick it somewhere in your garage with lots of things piled on it and have it a real difficult item to reach if you have to get it in a hurry. You want it in a place where you can grab it, so maybe right by the door? Um, wherever you find that it's that it, you know where it is, that you can get to it quickly, and that it's uh, ready to go. Okay. Yeah. And something that's appropriate for your pet, so you wouldn't have... Um, a crate that's really small if you have a Great Dane. You want to make sure as your, your little Great Dane puppy grows that you have an actual crate that it would be comfortable being in. Yeah, I'm kind of a joker, so I I'm, that idea kind of appeals to me. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think we should go there. <laughs> the arms and legs, uh, you know, it would be sticking out, and that's no good. No. <laughs> yeah, um, the other thing is you, there, there's some emergency supplies you need to bring along. Okay. And uh, one of the things I want to say, first of all, is when we give you this list, don't, do not, <laughs> it's like, just don't think of pink elephants. Do, don't think of putting this stuff in the kennel. Okay. You have to put it in a separate bag. And why is that? Well, just imagine, the knock comes at the door, you open the door, you've been busy inside watching TV or reading a book, you look outside, holy smokes, here comes the fire. You've got to get out now. Now picture yourself going to the garage and slowly picking the things out of the kennel that you stuffed in there so carefully so you can put Fido inside. This is not good. You, you want to have it empty and ready to go so you can put your go. pet in and mm-hmm. grab a bag maybe that you have your supplies in? A bag, a little duffel bag we like to call it, but you know, any kind of a bag that's uh, that's strong enough and secure enough to carry everything in it. So okay. let's go over what should be in the bag. Sounds good. Okay. You need to have a three-day supply of food. Okay. Experience has shown that that's the, uh, that's the interval. If, okay. if you think we need to, we can go into why that is. But the, the other thing is uh, prescriptions. Mm-hmm. Any, pet, any medicine, any pet medicine, uh, you should have a full prescription available in this little uh, emergency kit. Uh, common sense can kind of dictate the things that you might need in a, in, a, in a kit like that. What are some things you can think of? Well, you definitely need to have water in there, too. And you want to make sure that you cycle out the food and water that you put in the bag. If you put, if you prepare one of these bags and it's five years old and you have five-year-old food and five-year-old water in there, that's, that's not a good situation. So, you Yuck. know, every few weeks, you know, take the food that you put into your preparedness bag, take it out and, and use it up and replace it with something yeah, fresh. If you, if you want to eat five-year-old food, go ahead. But, you, you know. <laughs> but don't make your pets yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're dependent on us, and I think that's... That's the main reason for this. That's right. And you want to have dishes, too. And you want to make sure your dishes are the non-fillable kind of dish. Um, and you'll know what I mean if you go to a pet supply store. You have the kind where if a pet steps on it, it won't flip over. Um, I can't really describe them, but they're, they're made specifically so that they can't spill. They That's have a broader base and usually mm-hmm. some kind of a little rubber seal on the bottom, something that... Uh, that just makes them more stable. That's right. If you ask the pet suppliers, they'll uh, the pet store suppliers. They'll help you uh, find those find those pieces. Uh, let's go on on the list. Okay. You're also going to need to bring along 
any identification, uh, vaccination uh, information, uh, vet, vet names. And phone numbers, too. Phone numbers. All of that. Yeah, I'm saying names. I mean all the information. That you you want to have all of your pet's information in the bag that you have all the other supplies with. So it's all in one place, easy to grab, easy to take. You have to remember, in these conditions, these are things that maybe they may need to be known in a hurry. You don't have the kind of time you have during a normal non-emergency situation. So you want to have everything in one place. And you know what? Honestly, it's good for any emergency mm-hmm. to have all of that information. Sure. Because in an emergency, you're not necessarily going to be thinking clearly, and you're not going to remember everything that you need. So if you plan ahead now while you're calm and thinking clearly, you get everything in there that you need, you know, nice, comfortable leash, um, all of the neighbor information. And let's talk about neighbors and how neighbors can help each other. Well, neighbors are a great resource. Uh, it may be that uh, a neighbor can provide a place for your pet to stay in a, in a, in a, for a brief moment. But let's say that you can't be there. You're at work. You're at work. Yeah. Somebody comes to their door and says, hello, kind neighbor person. You know, it, it's time to get out. You want that person to think, well, wh- well what about my neighbor's dog? What about my neighbor's three cats? Mm-hmm. You want them to have that in mind. Well, well how is that going to be in their mind? That's up to you. Yeah, you have to talk to them. You have to network and, and be there for them, too. If you're, the, if you're the neighbor who's home while the other people are working, you be the one to take responsibility for those pets. And you have to get to know the animals, too, because under stressful situations, if you try and help a neighbor's pet, you're likely to get bitten. If you're stressed out and if you're acting in a way that seems panicky, so mm-hmm. get to know the neighbor's mm-hmm. animals, have them be comfortable with you, you be comfortable with them, get them in and out of the crates for practice. Well, it's, you and know, it, oh, go ahead. Well, just make sure you got it down to science so that when the actual emergency arises, you're not really thinking about it. You're just doing it well, because you've practiced. That's what I was going to get to. I was yeah. going to say it's funny how often good common sense fits together of a piece. You know, uh, it's the same as with dog training. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the number one way to teach and, and instruct is through acc- acclimation. You need to um, take your pet and have it go to its kennel. Mm-hmm. Practice putting it in the kennel. Because a lot of pets don't like going into kennels. For some reason, they equate that with bad experiences, going to a vet or even getting punished, which we hope people aren't using crates for punishment, but... You know, we can't tell you how to decorate your home, but if possible, you should have a kennel that your pet is already accustomed to, that that's their private place. It's a place that they go to when they want to be comfortable. Sure. That's ideal when you have to take them into a strange environment. Because let me get to this really quickly. In an emergency now, you can go to shelters and you can take your pets. You no longer have to leave them behind. That's wonderful, too. And that came about because of all the tragedies associated with uh, pets during the Katrina disaster where people were separated. And now it's pretty much taken for granted that you will be able to bring your pet. Do we have time to talk about larger animals? Let's squeeze that in because I think that's really important. Okay, well, you know, horses and other large animals, they tend to be kept out in the areas where the brush fires and the wildfires, which we're subject to here in Southern California, are located. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to have a good plan for them, do the same kind of fire drill with them, 
practice trailering them? That's right. Get them in and out of those trailers because they can freak out if they're not used to that. And places to put those animals, they go quickly. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a, a place that you can take your animal. Maybe try to avoid the local shelters when it comes to your Horses, because you, you can't really bring the, the, the horses, I don't think, into the No, you shelters. have to take them to special facilities. Yeah. I, and I those guess if you had a big kennel. fill up fast. Well, yeah. If you could carry the horse <laughs> in under your arm, they'll make an exception. Your miniature horse, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's, let me give some folks a few resources to look at. Um, the Humane Society of the United States has a great informational page on their website about emergency preparedness. Visit hsus.org, another good site is the FEMA.gov page. They have great information on animals and pets. And finally, ready.gov, like getting ready for something. So all great information. Be prepared. Don't be caught off guard. We need to take a very quick break here on the Pet Place Radio Show, but we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is David Mayer from AdoptedPet.com. Good morning, David. Thanks for checking in with us today. Good morning. I'm so happy to have you on the show. You have a wonderful program at AdoptedPet.com. Thank you very much. Now, Okay, AdoptedPet.com. From what I understand, this is like the largest Adopt-a-Pet website in North America? Yeah, we are North America's largest nonprofit pet adoption website. Okay. We have uh, over 6,000 animal shelters and humane societies and SPCAs that post pets for adoption on our site all across the United States and Canada. Wow. Now, how did this all get started? It started a number of years ago when uh, myself and a number of other people got together and decided that we wanted to make it easier for uh, pets to get adopted. And there's so many pets in shelters, and oftentimes people don't even realize that, you know, in their own city there's an animal shelter, and and they might want a particular kind of animal, but they would have to go to each shelter and maybe get lucky on the particular day to find the particular type of pet they wanted. But if they only had a way of going onto the computer and maybe running a search in their zip code and seeing all the shelters, uh, they could find the perfect pet for them. So we made it possible for shelters to post these pets. So you can go onto adoptpet.com, put your zip code, put your favorite breed or, or a particular color or a- anything about a dog or cat that you want, and you'll see pictures and descriptions of all the pets in your area. Wow, that's amazing. What a great service. Now, what kind of reaction are you getting from the public with this? Oh, we get really, really positive, uh, really positive feedback, both from the animal shelters, the adoption rates really soar once they start posting their pets on our site, mm-hmm. and from the public who get, who get a chance to find that perfect pet. And it's such a great feeling to rescue an animal. You know, there's, there's so many wonderful pets at shelters that are there for a variety of reasons, but they're wonderful animals. And when people get a chance to bring a pet home from the shelter, there's just, there, you can't match that feeling. No, that's for sure. Now, now tell me, um, this started a couple years ago. I can't remember what you said. Uh, actually, adoptapet.com began about eight years ago. Oh, eight years. Uh, oh. something called 1-800-SAVEAPET.com, and oh, we recently yeah. we recently changed our name to make it easier for people to find us on the internet and remember the name. Okay. 
And and in those eight years, do you have a rough estimate on how many animals you've matched up with people? Oh, hundreds of thousands. Wow. Um, yeah, we have over half a million people each month who who come to our site and run searches on our site. Okay. And and so yeah, many many people have been helped, and we've we've been able to change the lives of animals, obviously, and of people and families. Oh, that's amazing. How, how is this website managed? Who runs it? I mean, is this a volunteer program? How'd that all work out? Well, the shelters, all, all of the shelters have volunteers who post their pets uh, onto the website. So oh, they I keep see. The, so they, they have keep, their own accounts then, and they log in, and they post their Exactly. Parents. I understand. And then, and then we have a very small staff who works from our homes. To you know, to make sure that shelter, you know, to, to answer the public's questions, to make sure that shelters are getting all the information that they need, and to um, you know, work with sponsors like Purina, that's for people, okay. who make it all possible through their funding. It's a, it's an entirely free service. It's free for the shelters and it's free for the public. Oh, that's great. Now, do you also have some tips on there on how to make sure when you adopt a pet that uh, you're getting the perfect pet and you're going to keep it for the rest of your life? Well, yes, and actually, um, our, our our main sponsor, uh, Purina Pets for People, they worked with us to create a survey of shelters, and we asked shelters, you know, what are the most important things for people to know, in order to ensure that an adoption is permanent and that it works out well? And we asked uh, several hundred shelters who replied to us, and you know, the number one thing that we found that shelters said was that people have to know that when they're adopting a pet. They're they're really making a commitment. It's it's not just a you know something that might happen for a year, and if something changes, you know they can just sort of drop the pet back off at the shelter. But if people get it in their mind that what they're really doing is they're taking on a responsibility and a commitment for the life of the pet, then it makes it easier when when they have to move or there are life changes in their life that they sort of have it in their head that that they're going to make sure that, that those life changes work for their pet as well. Oh, that's great. So so you have some uh, basic tips up there, too, resources for people who are going to be adopting on on animal care and, and being a good pet owner and that sort of thing? Yes. Oh, that's fabulous. Now, do you also uh, provide any other information, maybe on training, nutrition, vet care, anything like that, or is, is that something maybe in the planning stages? No, we do have information. We actually have a newsletter um, that uh, that the public can sign up for, and we have tens of thousands of people who receive that each month. and And that it's an email newsletter, and that e newsletter has training tips and health tips and information, you know, discounts and and information about programs from our sponsor, Purina Pets for People, and also for Bayer uh, Animal Health, who makes the Advantage Flea and Tick treatment. Okay. And so. It's, uh, if people want to sign up for that e-newsletter, that's also free, and that's a great way for them to get all kinds of useful information. Oh, so even if you're not actually ready to adopt a pet or maybe you just want to go on and get information, you can go to adoptapet.com and sign up for this, and this is all free. Yeah. The people who, who are on our site are usually people who are, the people who are looking to adopt a pet okay. or people who are thinking about it. Okay. And... and do you, do you have any statistics on uh, on how um, how long these animals stay in homes? I mean, do you have? I mean, does it seem to be working that when people use your service, that when they adopt a pet, they truly are keeping that pet for the the rest of that pet's life? Yes, in most cases, uh, you know, the we are 
we're advertising the pets for the shelters. We're helping them, helping people find the pets. But then when people, when it's time to adopt, people go to the physical shelter or to the rescue group. Mm-hmm. So um, in the case of the private organizations like SPCAs and humane societies, they're able to usually really talk to people and help educate them and help match them up with, with the right pet for their lifestyle. Okay. And, and many of those organizations, you know, really have the staff and the ability to, to help with counseling and make sure that, the adoption is permanent. Sometimes when pets are adopted from the public shelters where there maybe isn't, isn't that staff available to help, that's a time sometimes when people are a little bit more on their own. And so mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is help fill that gap and make sure people understand everything they need to know so that they can have a, a really successful lifelong adoption. Oh, that's great. So, so you don't just um, get a pet directly from the site and then somebody brings it to your door. You, you just go and that's your, your basic search engine. That's right. You can you can see the pictures, you can see the descriptions. That's all uploaded by the shelter. But if you want to go and meet the pet, you actually the information is on our website. You call or email the shelter, or you can physically go there, and you can you know meet the animal. And the adoption actually happens at the physical shelter, or uh, sometimes uh, animal rescue groups are are doing pet adoptions at uh, local stores or at parks, things like that. And that's where people actually go and meet and adopt the pet. Fabulous. That sounds wonderful. Now, you know, you have so many animals that are listed on your website. Why do you think we have so many animals in shelters? Well, you know, um, there are millions of animals who enter shelters each year across the country for various reasons. And unfortunately, you know, fortunately, many of them are adopted out, but unfortunately, many of them are not. They're still... uh, you know, ver- estimates vary, but from four to seven million animals enter shelters each year in the United States alone and, and don't make it out just mm-hmm. because there aren't enough uh, people coming to adopt. So, um, you know, one of the main reasons an animal might enter in a shelter is, is someone maybe didn't have their animal spayed and neutered and the animal accidentally got pregnant and they, they had too many puppies and so they just brought the puppies to the shelter. Or sometimes, you know, there's a change in someone's life. Maybe, maybe a, a pet owner died. Or maybe someone moved and, and the place they chose to move wouldn't accept pets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a number of reasons that really great animals end up in shelters. A, a relatively small percentage of animals up for adoption are animals that were strays on the street or had any kind of behavioral problem. Mostly it's just, uh, just situations that occur that cause animals to end up in shelters, and they're wonderful animals. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I've visited so many shelters and rescues over the years, and and a lot of people do believe that the animals there are, are animals that are throwaways that you wouldn't want to have, animals with behavioral problems or, or wild kittens that were never socialized. And that's so far from the truth. Most of these guys are just sweet, loving, wonderful pets that just need somebody to take pet responsibility seriously or pet ownership seriously, rather. And, uh, and I'm so glad that your website is there to, to help these guys have a second chance. Absolutely, and thank you so much for that. Yeah, these animals are eager to please. I mean, really, and when an animal comes from a shelter, they're just, they're so thankful. Um, I've had shelter pets all my life, and, and they are so loyal. It's just the best thing. You know, another reason that there's animals entering the shelters these days is because of all the foreclosures That's uh, that are going on. That's about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are wonderful animals. There's nothing wrong with the dog. There's nothing wrong with the cat. It's just a situation in the economy that, that caused them to be taken to the shelter. And, you know, another cool thing about adopting a pet from a shelter or rescue 
is you're getting a healthy pet. You're not getting a sick pet. These guys have passed uh, all their veterinary exams. If they've needed any kind of veterinary care, they've received it. They've had all of their vaccinations. They've been spayed. They've been neutered because according to state law, they can't be adopted out of the shelter without being spayed or neutered. And, and they've got a clean bill of health. And most shelters will even give you a certificate for a free vet exam at the vet of your choice after you bring them home just to make absolutely sure that everything's okay. So you're getting a healthy, wonderful animal when you adopt from a shelter or rescue. That's exactly true. You know, animal shelters, by their nature, they hold, they'll hold a lot of animals there, so they have to be sure that there's no diseases or anything like that because that would make all the animals ill. Mm-hmm. So they vaccinate the animals, and, and obviously it's in the shelter's best interest to make sure that the animal you're getting is healthy and that you're going to be happy and the animal is ha- happy. Um, so, uh, so many, there's so many myths about shelters, really, that, that there's something, you know, maybe the, the animals, you know, like you said, have behavioral problems. And the truth is, sometimes a public animal shelter can be a little bit of a sad place to go, because you do get the sense that, you know, some of the animals will unfortunately be euthanized because there isn't space. One of the things that we try to do with adoptapet.com, if you check out the website, is make it very, very happy and reflect the true emotional feeling of pet adoption in our website. So it's pets with party hats. It's really <laughs> communicating to people that, hey, pets mean a lifetime of joy. It's, it's, it's uh, another family member. And, and studies have shown that having pets can reduce your uh, blood pressure and people who have pets tend to live longer. Mm-hmm. It's just a, win- it's a win-win all around when you get an adopted pet. I couldn't agree more. David, let's give your website one more time. Now, there are no spaces between adopt a pet, correct? That's right. It's just adoptapet.com. Okay. And uh, you can get all the information you need. And uh, Purina Pets for People, you know, who is our, our major sponsor, they work with us to, um, to be sure that we're giving people all the information that they need and coupons, anything that can help make that adoption a success. Fantastic. David, this is a wonderful project, and I'm so glad you were able to tell the listeners about it. We do need to take a little break now, but thank you for coming on the show today. Well, thank you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. And everybody, please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. We'll be right back. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt. And I know last week we talked about a special Halloween parade over at Three Dog Bakery, but for those of you who live a little further south, there's actually another Halloween parade. I guess that uh, that little name was kind of hard to resist for lots of people, Howl and Dogs. <laughs> anyway, it's also taking place on Sunday, October 26th at 2.30 p.m. at Livingston Park in Long Beach. The 10-block sidewalk parade takes place on 2nd Street between Roycroft and Granada Avenues and lasts about an hour. Last year, more than 600 dogs participated with their owners and raised over $10,000 to help local pets and shelters and rescues. The event is free to spectators, and a lot of fun events will be going on before and after the parade. For more information, visit hotdogs.org, and that's spelled H-A-U-T-E-D-O-G-S dot org. And as always, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at petplace.org to find out all the latest pet news, 
or to click on the contact link and say hi and give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. <laughs>